Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Colin McLaughlin, this is literally the sports doctor, guys. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this March 2nd, 2022 edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home proudly serving our area since 1880. Spencer Dupuis. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, the sports doctor. That'll be returning at the 1245 segment today in our intern, Avery Newport, running things here on the TV 10 side. A lot to get into today. Three interviews today, I guess. Well, really just two. We'll have Jim Klein on kind of as a panel guest because he'll be the color analyst tonight with you for the girls region final that we'll have on TV 10 tonight. Uh, but first, we've got to talk about last night's games. We'll have a 12-15, we'll have head coach of the Martinsburg boys basketball team, Dave Rogers. They got the 56-39 victory over Spring Mills in the Region One, or Region 2 Section 1 semifinal last night. And at 12-30, we'll have Derek Basil, head coach for the Muscleman Appleman. They got the win, I believe, 66-40 over Washington there in the Section 2 semifinal. Both are in action Friday at the number one seeds in the respective sections. Uh, but we've got about five minutes before we uh, we'll talk with Dave Rogers. That was an interesting game last night, Nick, to say the least, and it really started with some off-court drama. Yeah, it, it, for those that don't know, uh, Spring Mills showed up about ten minutes before the twenty-minute clock. Not even it was like five minutes, minutes. before the twenty-minute warm-up clock, and had did their warm-up at the high school because they felt like they should have been at home. Uh, to me, it was just a ridiculous and unnecessary distraction for your team. Uh, you've never been in this situation, so you're warming up at your home floor, which is not where you're going to be playing the game. And if you don't know this, I mean, shooting at a different basket in warm-ups is different than what you're going to experience. I mean, lighting can throw off your shot a little bit, uh, the rim, stuff like that. So that's one thing to you know consider. And from just a perspective of, okay, you want respect – and you come out and you show some disrespect toward Martinsburg by slamming the ball on the midcourt logo. It just was very unnecessary. And if you want respect, go win the game. Like, that's that's how I would have handled it. I, I think this is a young team, never been in this situation. So they're already nervous, and now you're putting pressure on these players because now Spring Mills looks bad after losing that game and saying that they should have been one or two. So I don't think it was the right move. I think there's better ways you could handle it. Is the system flawed? Yes. But at this point, it really doesn't matter. This year, all these teams were pretty even. Yeah. It, any team could have won. If you're the two or the three seed, it's a 15-minute drive between Martinsburg and Springville. So it's not even a long road trip that we're talking about. And you could easily have had you know, pretty much even fans last night. So, yes, it's a road game, but you had to beat Martinsburg to advance, and you had to beat Hedgesville if you wanted to your best chance to advance because most likely if you lose that game you're gonna to have to take on jefferson yeah and i think you know, it on the court is pretty much what yeah. i'm trying to say and i not to crucify spring mills in a way but you know as media people we're here to give our opinions on what happened and i think that that team is just so young that, that as a head coach you can't go out and make that statement 
unless you have seniors that have the experience in the playoffs. They didn't get to make their sectional semifinal appearance last year. Uh, that game got canceled. I'm assuming due to COVID, we weren't around here to know for certain. So Hedgesville moved on. They were supposed to play Hedgesville as a number three seed last year. They didn't get a chance to play in the sectional tournament. They're a young team that they played a great season, best season in, in program history, and they've got the talent to come back next year and the year after to show that you know they are a good team and compete well and even have a chance later on in a couple in next year, year after to make the state tournament. But you can't make that statement with such young players leading your team. And last night in what seemed like such a passive game from their team when it came to not shooting, they just didn't seem to be putting up those shots that you usually see. And Keyshawn Cheek just seemed to be out of the play a lot more than you'd seen in that first game against Martinsburg and in the beginning of that second game against Martinsburg. Yeah, there was, it seemed like zero aggression offensively and defensively from Spring Mills last night against Martinsburg they played the possession game and it worked here and there but I remember Nick made a comment on the air during the game that there were about like three or four straight possessions where they held on to the ball for a minute plus and it ended up being turnovers with easy layups back the other way for Martinsburg and you, you can't play that way against the Bulldogs ever you have to be the aggressor you have to make it physical if you're not happy with what you were seated with why isn't there that chip on your shoulder and the aggression showed early on there it, it, it made no something. sense to me what their mindset was going in and then how they played i don't understand even really what statement you were trying to make like i guess you disagreed with the seating but then go out and win by 17 and instead of lose by 17 like why are you doing this off the court distraction Especially when you've never been in this situation before. It doesn't make sense. The showing up 20 minutes beforehand and just going out there to do your 20-minute shoot-around is ridiculous. You want to say that you're supposed to be the home team? Get there early. Take over their gym then. Make it the home side for you guys. Instead... You don't, show if, up, you, if you yeah, have yeah. A, if you have the you know don't use the locker room then don't use a rock locker room. I mean when they got there they stood against the door, but you uh, can it, come it, out there and pre- just shoot around on the court for the whole hour. I don't agree with that. If you're trying to make a rivalry, spiking the ball on the uh, midcourt logo, it's unsportsmanlike. It's no big deal in my mind. I, I, as a high schooler, our team did it when we played to schools that we wanted to make angry. But. All right. Well, we just wanted to talk about that on the show. Uh, don't think we'll touch on it in this interview that we'll have next up with head coach Dave Rogers of the Martinsburg Bulldogs. But they get the 56-39 victory over Spring Mills, advance to the next round of the section tournament. We'll face Hedgesville on Friday. We'll talk with him next. But this segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We'll be back in two minutes with head coach for the Bulldogs, Dave Rogers. Took a long way to your house. I can still hear the sound of you saying don't go. 
four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. is everywhere. I'm your new bangs, and you can't stop staring at me. That's it. Just tilt the rearview mirror over here. And while you're checking me out more times in a library book, your car is wandering into that lane over there. More bangs? <laughs> Neat. And if you've got cut rate insurance, you could be paying for this yourself. So get Allstate. Call Martinsburg Allstate agent Gary Kelly today at 304-263-4596. Mark your calendars, because March 19th, Main Street, Martinsburg is hosting our first ever St. Patrick's Day celebration. Join us from 12 to 7 in our historic downtown and enjoy live music from Gaelic Mishap, the Blackthorn Trio, Whiskey Before Breakfast, as well as professional Irish step dance performances. Our beer garden will have the best selections on tap. We'll have plenty of food trucks serving up Irish-inspired dishes. Entry is free for all, so come celebrate with us on March 19th. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this edition of the sports mix on talk rated WRNR and on TV 10 streaming live on Facebook. Once again, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor. I apologize. We'll at the end of last segment segment sponsored in part by Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one. First go to parsonsford.com. Well now we're now joined by head coach of the now 11 and 11 Bulldogs after knocking off spring mills 56 to 39 last night, head coach Dave Rogers. How's it going today, coach? Hey, great. Thank you. How about you fellas? We are doing great. You're on to the section finals after defeating Spring Mills last night, and it just seemed like that fourth quarter for you guys really brought it all together. It did. I tell you what, uh, we our, our pressure, uh, picking up the pressure, picking up the pace, because that, that was a really slow pace game. Uh, we were kind of playing into their hands when we did that, so we had to try to pick that tempo up a little bit, and I thought the guys did a great job with it. Coach Jess Sutherland stepping up big for you down low, uh, recording 12 points and probably close to a double-double. How important was his impact on the game? Hey, his best game of the year. Couldn't have come at a better time. Jess has been getting better all the time. His footwork is getting better. Got a a nice shot. He can hit that. Uh, He's hit some threes before, but it's – 
he can uh, he can hit those uh, shots in around the foul line, fifteen feet and in, and and he's a good big rebounder for us. I mean, he's a, he's a big body in there, so um, good game, by Jess, and it couldn't come at a better time. Defensively, you really stepped up there in the uh, fourth quarter. We already mentioned that seemed to be like the difference, but only allowing Spring Mills to score three points there at the end. Uh, how did you just get your team locked in and ready to go to make sure that you weren't the ones eliminated? Well, you know, we, we like for them to be like that all the time. I thought we started the game out rather slow and sluggish. I, I'm not sure we were um, – and, and I have I don't have the answer for that. You know, when you're in an elimination round, uh, you better be ready to go and fired up and ready to go. And I'm not sure we were. Uh, but we did in the fourth quarter. Uh, we had quickness on the floor, and you know we think our quickness is and our um, our ability to put pressure on you defensively is a, is one of the things that's a plus for us. Um, so you know we just have to see how the flow of the game is going, and um, and then you know when you substitute, you know and uh, you know one one guy can't play the whole game at that pace, and and so you substitute. And uh, sometimes when you substitute, that changes the complexion of the game, depending on who's on the floor and what combination is on the floor. Uh, so I thought the guys really did a great job. You know, Kamarion Dow has stepped up lately, uh, took three great charges last night. I mean, he leads us in charges. And, you know, when you're coaching basketball, you have some kids that are will take it like it's a normal walk in the park. Other guys – uh, a little skeptical on some guys is to get them to take a charge is uh, like pulling teeth. So, you know, but that's part of the game. And that's probably one of the biggest plays in basketball because if you score, you don't get the bucket. You get a foul on you, and we get the basketball. So it's a three-way win. That's probably the greatest play in basketball. And uh, But you've got to be willing and uh, to give up your body, and you've got to be willing to, to take that hit. And coach, we've talked about here on the show at lengths over the last, uh, I guess it was right before the section voting for about the the week before that. We talked about how close section one was going to be when it came to how it was going to be voted on. And obviously last night got a good game out of it. It was a tie ball game after one. You guys up at halftime by one and then tie after the third. What can you say about this section this year that just seemed like everybody felt like was pretty even at times? Well, I don't think there's any question that they are. Everybody was uh, outside of uh, Jefferson being ten and zero, and Washington on the other end of it, and you, the other four teams all split five and five. So, you know, when you did that vote, uh, you had to look at um, the schedule. I'm sure some looked at total schedule. I'm sure some looked at schedule within the league, um, strength of schedule, who you played. Uh, scores of when you played someone, how, you know, it's it's amazing how tight Musselman has played Jefferson this year. Uh, and we struggle with Musselman, and yet we didn't handle Jefferson very well. So, you know, everybody's a little bit different with your personnel, um, and, and, and you just have to adjust. And of course, at tournament time, everybody's looking for an advantage. You may see something that you haven't seen during the year. Um, you're going to try to, with a one-and-done game, you're going to uh, maybe put some wrinkles in that that you hope will work to your advantage, and um, and uh, I just thought it was a great game last night, and it could have gone either way. I mean, it was it was tight all the way. Spring Mills, I think, has I think Luke has done a wonderful job with Spring Mills. They are so young, they are very talented, um, and um, 
they've they've got a bright future down there. Hey, coach. A little earlier, you were talking about the pace of play of last night's game. And uh, it seemed, for the most part, that it was a pretty slow-paced game. A lot of teams, both of the teams were kind of holding the ball, trying to work the ball around and find a good shot. And I wanted to ask if that was an intentional thing. Was that the game plan going in, or was that just kind of how the game panned out? Not for us. (laughs) We, you know, probably they probably had to wake you guys up up there. You were taking naps between plays and making the calls. (laughs) But, you know, no, we we want an up-tempo game. Again, depending on who you're playing. Um, if I was playing Jefferson, I probably would not want an up-tempo game. They got a little, they're got very quick. They can score on you in a hurry. Uh, but it depends on who you're playing. And um, I just thought that, um, that thereafter we watched it get started and get started, it just kind of it, it just didn't have a good feel. We had to speed the game up, and we were able to do that. And you mentioned uh, Camarion Dow's play as well. And down the stretch, when you really needed uh, him to be clutched from the free throw line, he kind of closed the game out for you. And how has his leadership progressed throughout this season for you as well, a senior? Well, we thought he would be our leader all along. And there were times during the year where he struggled a little bit. And, and, and a lot of it's due to that knee problem. Um, he he, uh, he had some knee problems there. We really didn't get him till the first game in uh, – and Hilton Head. So, you know, he, he is an all tent and purpose just kind of getting started there. But he you know, he's our he's a he's a tough kid. Um he's uh he's an intelligent kid. He handles the ball, he can shoot the ball. So, you know, um he's done a great job down the stretch for us. And then, you know, Avion has just been cons- Mr. Consistent all year, um and starting to shoot the ball a little bit better. Um We'd kind of like to go back and start this season over, but that's not the way it works. So we're in season number two, and we've got a big game coming up Friday night. And speaking of that Friday night game, it's against Hedgesville, and I don't think I have to really say how much this rivalry goes back and how intense it gets. Everybody around here knows, and if you don't, just go to the game Friday and you'll learn pretty quickly. Just what are your thoughts about going in? How much is it? affecting the team to possibly let the rivalry become too much in their heads instead of just focusing on getting that sectional championship? Well, you know, we'll talk about that, but you know, we, you, you can't, uh, you can't let outside um, thoughts uh, affect what you're supposed to do on the basketball court. Um, and again, you know, when, when, when we're outside those lines, uh, we're friendly, we'll shake hands, we'll talk when, that ball's thrown up, and we're inside those lines. It's a different ball game. It's uh, everybody wants to win. Everybody's got to do their best, and uh, I'm sure both teams will. Coach, we'd be remiss not to talk about the way your team finished the season, and it kind of seemed like after you guys made that trip to the Greenbrier and, and you losing both games, and then that tough loss to Hedgesville, that it just seemed like you guys a- after beating Spring Mills. After losing to them the first time, it just kind of seemed like the team overall wanted to turn the season around and finish close to 500. And now you're at the 500 mark and uh, have a chance to go above that on Friday. Well, that sure would be a great thing. And then, of course, if you can win that, then you can play that regional game at home. So, you know, even though this is not an elimination round Friday night, it's a very important game for everyone because everyone wants to play at home. So um, it, it's a good one, and I, you know, I we've kind of we've kind of struggled this year, and, and I didn't think we would. Um, 
there's a lot of things that factor into that, and not all of them are basketball related. But you know, you gotta you gotta have a a good chemistry. We we talk about chemistry, and we've had some great teams that were chemistry. We've had teams that aren't chemistry, and you know. If you and I can go back and I've talked to the kids about it, we've had some great players and great teams in the past that their chemistry wasn't very good and they got to the state tournament, but they didn't win it. So, you know, when you talk about sports and you talk about a team sport like basketball, you got to be a team, you got to do the right thing at the right time. Um, are you going to love every one of your teammates? Probably not. We wish you would. But, you know, if you want to be an individual, then go wrestle, go play golf, go play tennis, you know, do the things that doesn't involve what you do affects your buddy next to you. So it's almost like I want to do the right thing and I got to do the right thing for the team, whether it hurts or helps me as a person, and I've got to help my buddy. And if you can put that thought in your head that what I do has to be able to help my buddy and my teammate and be a good teammate a player. That's what you've got to do. And if you can't do that, then you're not a very good teammate. All right, Coach Rogers, thanks for joining us. Congrats on the win last night, and we'll see you Friday for the Hedgesville game. Hey, thanks for all you guys do. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Coach. That was head coach Dave Rogers for the Martinsburg Bulldogs as they will play Hedgesville. At Hedgesville on Friday, the number one seed in the section, Martinsburg number two for the section championship. We'll do it right now as we'll step aside for a two-minute break. On the other side of that break, we'll be joined by the other section semifinal winning head coach. That is Coach Derek Basil at Musselman. That's next after this two-minute break. My name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251, 360 Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. The WVU Heart and Vascular Institute is pleased to announce the continued expansion of services in the eastern region with the addition of vascular surgeon Omar Nadra. Board certified in general surgery, Dr. Nadra holds certifications in laparoscopic surgery, endoscopic surgery, and advanced airway management. The WVU Heart and Vascular Institute is at the Dorothy McCormick Center in Martinsburg with additional clinics nearby in Shepherdstown, Winchester, and Hagerstown. For more info or to schedule an appointment, call 304-350-3273 or visit mywvuheart.com. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti. When you need justice. Let's go to some beers. Mountaineer Grill and Pub. 
conveniently located right off 81 at 214 Mid-Atlantic Parkway. Mountaineer Grill and Pub offers many daily specials, including happy hour 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. with $2 domestic bottles and $2.50 domestic drafts. Monday night is trivia night, Thursday night is wing night, and Wednesday and Sunday night is steak night. Let's go! Drink some beers! Mountaineer Grill and Pub! Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix, sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer, cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, it's family owned, operated, and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. We will now welcome in head coach for the Muscleman Appleman, head coach Derek Basil. How are you doing today, coach? Hey, guys. How you doing? We are doing good. You guys got a 66-40 to 40 victory over Washington last night in the Section 2 semifinal. Obviously, going into that, you guys were obviously the favored team, if you were to pick favorites, but it seemed like they played pretty tough in the beginning of the ballgame. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Washington has some, some really solid guys. I think Coach does a really good job with them. Uh, they run a lot of sets, so they, they can do some things that can cause you trouble. And uh, they're, all three of their guards can shoot the basketball, and, and they've got a couple big guys there. So we knew, our kids knew that, um, you know, they weren't going to come in here and roll over for us. So I thought our kids came out and played with really good intensity. And um, I thought even the, the first quarter was, was, was fairly close. You know, I thought that, um, that the pace of play was to our advantage, and I thought we did a lot of good things that first quarter. Coach Jordan Holmes led the way for your team with 20 points, but one thing that we talked about, especially earlier in the season, was getting other guys to be productive, and you saw that last night with Connor Long, Jason Gordon, and Trenton Wolf doing a lot of different things to help uh, lead to your victory. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, we talked about it. we talked about it all year. You know, we we know pretty much uh, night in night out we're going to get out of Jordan, but uh, we needed those contributions from the other guys and. Usually, when we've gotten that from them, we've been pretty successful. Uh, last night, I thought the, the other our other guys did a real nice job. Connor was really good, and you know, Jason, uh, you know, scored it and uh, you know, rebounded the ball well. And Trent, um, you know, had had several assists and, and some key rebounds in there as well. So, you know, we need that from everybody, and that's what we got last night. And now, after the uh, win, you get to go play against Jefferson, who the last time you guys. Uh played them it was a hard-fought battle that went into overtime it seems like you guys always uh play them tough but they're still the undefeated team one of the best in the uh state but it always seems like you guys are hanging around with them what is it that you guys have that maybe the other teams don't I know you probably don't want to give out too much but well I think with with Jefferson there you know they're an excellent basketball team they're undefeated that's really hard to do that um you know, I think that the Jefferson just they do a lot of different things. Um, you know, I think our kids really they just I think they prepare well for Jefferson. Um, you know, we try to do our best. Our kids try to they buy into the game plan. Um, and you know, with, with with Jefferson, they put a lot of pressure on you. So I, I think our kids in the first two meetings have done a pretty good job not turning the ball over in live ball situations, and that really helps when they get those live ball turnovers and get those easy baskets. That's what really leads to their runs and um in the first two games we didn't allow a lot of that and we're going to certainly have to do that again friday night 
And, Coach, looking at your schedule down the stretch, obviously you didn't get a win at Morgantown, but that's one of the tough teams in Class Quad A. Uh, do you think that that game, even though it was a bad loss for you guys, would help you against a team like Jefferson, knowing that they both kind of are, are very tough teams in, in the state? Yeah, really, you know, not only the Morgantown game, but I think our schedule in general has really helped us. Uh, you know, we, we try to – we always say that we try to, uh, you know, build our schedule for the tournament. Um, we've played a lot of close basketball games uh, this year, with the exception of the Morgantown game. Um, so not only them, but just the other the other teams. You know, Lincoln did, does a lot of good things, um, and a lot of other opponents play when we played University and these guys. It just had different types of players. Um, you, know, they, you know, we saw some different you know different skill sets. You know, University had a bunch of big guys. Morgantown has a lot of shooters. Uh, I think all that stuff you can learn from all those things, and I, you know, hopefully that will pay off for us as we go on with the tournament. And coach, you know that it won't be an elimination game against Jefferson, uh, and you'll still need to get one more win, no matter how it pans out, in, in that game either against Hedgesville or Martinsburg. And and obviously, it's been a very tough section, so uh, or very tough conference play. Um, so, how are you kind of approaching these next two games? Uh, knowing that you'll need at least one win in the second one. Well, like we always tell the kids, you're going to make the state tournament. You're going to have to beat some good people. And uh, and we know that coming in. So, you know, obviously the first test is Friday night. And then, um, you know, after that game, we'll see how that game goes and we'll see how the other section goes. Then you can start preparing for that other one. Um, right now the focus is just on the Jefferson game. Um, but, you know, if you're going to make the state basketball tournament be one of those eight teams down there, you better believe you're going to have to beat somebody good, and our kids know that. Let's now uh, switch over and talk about somebody that uh, is in your program, a senior this year, being Isaiah Horner. He was one of your leading scorers last year. Unfortunately, has been injured all season long, so he hasn't got to play yet, but he's been warming up as of recently with your team. How much does he still mean to the program, even though he hasn't been able to be on the court? Well, he's been a lot. I mean, he's 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 there. He's at most practices, not every practice, but he's at most. Um, you know, he's on the bench. He's talking to the guys. He's encouraging the guys. Um, I think he keeps the bench engaged. Um, and it, it's been it's been great to have him around. I mean, he even went to team camp with us. You know, he's they, these guys are lifelong friends, and um, so it's been good to still have him there. I felt good for Isaiah for him just to still be part of it. You know, participate in the senior night activities and things of that nature. So um, even though we're really disappointed he couldn't play, um, you know, he, he's been a real benefit on the bench and he's still with that leadership role. So he's done a, done a really good job for us this year, even though he hasn't, uh, hasn't stepped on the floor in any action yet. All right, Coach, thanks for joining us. Best of luck on Friday and I hope we're talking next week. Hey, I hope so. Thank you, guys. That was head coach there of the Muscle and Appleman, head coach Derek Basil. And uh, bringing you guys back in here. Obviously, we talked. This is just a, a huge conference that, you know, minus one team really has uh, all great teams. You know, the six teams, really five are going to be contenders. And, and it's so hard to place these teams if you were to rank them as a conference. Yeah, it's teams that I think for the most part, I don't know if Martinsburg ever was, but I know the rest were all at one point in the uh, AP top 10. For the best teams in the state. Were they early? Okay, well, then there you go. Five out of the six EPAC teams were at one point in this top ten and only getting two to move on to the state tournament kind of uh, sucks around here because they're all great 
teams. I mean, even last night with the little bit of the protest because Spring Mills thought they were kind of snubbed the two spot or even the one spot there in the section that they could be a state tournament team here soon. They could have been this year, but the way the cards fall and how you have to play out, only two move on. Yeah. I mean, you could kind of look at it, though, starting after this game, because this game is weird to me how it works out. But after this game, you're essentially in the state tournament after the region championship. Um, So you could look at it that way because if you win obviously you continue on and if you lose your season's over this next game you know you can still lose and then win the next one and get right and i feel like anybody can jefferson i think we all can agree that we don't really think anybody's going to beat them right around here but when it comes to those other regional games uh, musselman versus martinsburg or hedgesville that's another coin flip Mm-hmm. because they split the regular season, I believe both of them did. Yeah, they did, and they were both close games. And I think one reason Musselman gives Jefferson some issues and while we could see uh, the Applemans somehow pull off that upset is their size down low because yes. Jefferson, like we talked about, really doesn't have a true post player. But Connor Long, along with Wollston off the bench, are, are two big physical kids that you know provide issues for teams, and I think – that could be a big reason why Musselman can keep it close against Jefferson, whether it be their rim protection or their offensive production. And they, they seem to just play better for whatever reason when they play Jefferson uh, compared to some of these other teams. Maybe they are able to slow it down and just throw off the Cougars game because the Cougars, when they're making their shots and are in transition and stuff like that, I mean, nobody's going to knock them off, I don't think. But, you know, we'll see. I, I think – that's a very you know intriguing game along with the game that we have but really if you lose presuming jefferson's gonna win because i mean obviously they're undefeated so that's most likely what will happen right if you lose this game between hedgesville and martinsburg then it's gonna be very tough to knock off jefferson so yeah you, i don't think that anybody that right now wants to play Against Jefferson. Yeah, especially in the Until maybe states, then, if it's that, what everybody's been saying, Jefferson, Morgantown. I, I don't know, but around here, it seems like there's nobody that can really beat Jefferson. Musselman has been the best team to compete with them. Maybe they'll pull off a shocker if that's the case. Great for them. Congratulations, and we'll eat our words gladly on this radio station. Well, I, I think it's very tough to beat a team three times, especially when you've had two really close games. So it's possible that Musselman could knock them off. It just doesn't seem likely based on how well they've executed throughout the season. And even when they've been down, they've still usually won by double digits. So it's tough to pick against the Cougars, especially when they're healthy and shooting the ball well. Uh, but you know, if anybody's going to beat them, I think, in this region, it would be Musselman based on what we've seen as of late. I agree. I would agree, too. I mean, we talked with their coach, Basile, about those two games. It just seems like Musselman is the only team that has played Jefferson rather close this year in both contests. I mean, like, if you looked back at Jefferson's schedule, um, 
I guess you you can't really count Greenbrier East in there, but they they played them. It was a thirteen point loss or thirteen point win for Jefferson, then an eleven point victory for Jefferson uh, the second time around because they played still them double home digits. Home. That's still double digits. But the, and then when you look at Musselman, I I know we were saying it off the air, but if you want to say it on the air, it first was, game was January fourth. It was a forty seven thirty nine victory for Jefferson. So that eight is points. eight points there. And then the second game, which is back on February fourth, so a month apart. It was a game that went to overtime and was just a six-point victory, 75-69 for Jefferson. While if you look at these games within the conference, 59-43 over Hedgesville game one, 71-47 game two. Um, You go back to uh, the Washington, they won 88-49 game one, then 70-53 game two. And then you go back to Spring Mills, they won 85-43 game one, then 65-51 game two. And then to Martinsburg, 97-68 game one. And then the second game was a 15-point game, 80-65. to So, obviously... So, Musselman has Musselman, lost by combined 14 points, and nobody else in the EPAC has come close to that in one game. Yeah. The so, closest was 15 in one game. This is a sneaky good matchup on Friday. I mean, we all they, know they that all are. they all are, but I'm saying this Hedgesville-Martinsburg game is going to get the talk because it's the rivalry that's gone back for years, especially between these two head coaches. But this this other uh, the other section final where everybody's favoring you know, Jefferson. Don't sleep on them. You can't Don't sleep, sleep on, on Musselman in this matchup. I think it's going to be a very great game. And you can make the argument, too, that whoever wins between Hedgesville and Martinsburg or whatever the case may be, if Musselman's able to pull off the Jefferson upset, you don't want to run into Musselman either. And there's a good chance that it could be a Musselman-Jefferson, both of them go to the state tournament as well. Yes. I mean, so it's that close. It's that great. And it's going to be a very exciting David Wood says, Morgantown is the only team I believe has a chance to beat Jefferson. Right now, I think that the AP has the... Morgantown at number one at 17-4. and four. They do. I couldn't find the new poll, though. So, I think Jefferson tweeted it out a couple of days ago. Yeah. It was Morgantown 1, Jefferson 2, which I, I don't understand how you don't have Jefferson at 1. But, you know, it's it is what it is. It is what it is, but we've got to take our final break of the day, sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. On the other side of the break, we'll be joined by Collins, broadcast partner tonight, Jim Klein. We'll uh, talk about, maybe get a little bit of opinion about these two boys sectional uh, semifinals last night. We'll talk about the games tonight preview the game we have on tv 10 and then the other section or region final and then we'll talk about maybe a bill that's been passed through the west virginia house the senate senate that's about it that it's got to make its way then through the house right and then but the ssac does not agree with it we'll talk about that next after I love this that you're asking me. i don't know these things colin i'm not a government guy you're I'm the one that guy. sent it i saw it it looked intriguing all right we gotta hit this two minute break Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. 
Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Panhandle Printing and Design is your full-service local print shop. With over 50 years of combined experience, we know how to handle all of your printing and design needs. We can handle anything. From small business cards to wrapping large vehicles, our in-house design team can do it all. As a staple of this community, we love helping people promote their events, businesses, and anything they're passionate about. Envision, create, and bring your ideas to life with Panhandle Printing and Design. Safety doesn't come from owning a handgun. It's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off of I-81 Exit 5 at Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on the six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Valley Guns 2 will conduct these classes on February 26 and March 12 at their Inwood location. Master the basics with Basic Handgun 1, taught by NRA-certified instructors. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or call 304-229-4411. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. I'm about to lose my mind. You've been gone for so long. I'm running out of time. I need a doctor. This is literally the sports doctor, guys. The long-awaited return of the sports doctor segment. I believe it's been since October, November since we've since we've done this. I think it was the end uh, of volleyball. You're right. Yeah. So, but before that, I kind of thank the know. sponsor I don't, I don't here. Remember one for basketball? I think it? we had one once. Yeah, maybe early in this season yeah. with Jim for basketball. Maybe, but we've got to hit this sponsor read, and I know it's a guy that Jim likes a lot. It's uh, we're sponsored in part by. The Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Philly McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343. You can stop by their offices located at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. We'll now bring in the coach, Jim Klein. How's it going today, Jim? Hey, it's going great, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, here. Well, let's start talking about, uh, get your opinion on uh, what happened last night at the uh, the drama at the beginning of the Martinsburg Spring Mills game, as you probably heard on the game last night and us talking today, Spring Mills, they were offended that the, they were not ranked number one or two. They thought they should have been hosting the game. They went through everything at the Klein Col- or not Klein Coliseum, thinking of Muslim in there, at the Cardinal Coliseum, got on the bus, got there at about 6.35 and waited on the next to the doors to the lock, the visiting locker room and then ended up going to the middle of the court, slamming the ball on the logo and then starting their warm-ups. What's your take on that? 
Yeah, well, first off, the, the, the coach doesn't orchestrate everything that happens. So slamming the ball on the logo, different things like that. We lost in uh, 97 to a local rival. In 98, we started the season with the exact same team. My kids played some stunt like that. I don't know about that. But controlling the bus arrival time, all those things were within my purview. It's not something that I would ever want to jeopardize. Uh, you know, I'm a creature of habit. If we got to a, a game site 45 minutes before every tip, then that's the way that I would manage the team because I wouldn't want them. What we talk about in the locker room, trying to generate emotion and you know to intensify the rivalry, I get. But I'm not certain that I would want anything to be demonstrated on the court that could backfire and prove itself to motivate the other team. And in many cases, slamming a ball – Doing something that is overt, like showing up late, in some cases, that's probably going to motivate your opponent much more than the emotion of your team feeling like you were wronged in that process. Yeah, and obviously we know the EPAC this year in boys' hoops was uh, you had one team at the very top, one team at the very bottom, but those uh, four teams there in the middle – Definitely, we're pretty close at most points of the season. Yeah, so anything could be a tipping point. And, you know, when you're going on the road, you automatically, you know, in most sports, you automatically generate the home court advantage. So you're already behind the eight ball. All you've done is added that, you know, we used to call it, you know, the locker room fodder where you're posting articles and different things like that. And I did that all the time. You know, when an opposing coach said, you know, we expect to really take the offense to Smithsburg or whatever. Well, you know, as we focused on defensive drills, you're darn right that those quotes were shared with the team. But it's not something that I would bring out and tape to the middle of the, of, of the gym floor or bring more attention to, you know, to our opponent. All righty, Jim. Now let's uh, transition over to what we have you on for, and that is tonight's regional championship that you and I will be calling there at Spring Mills as they take on Washington. If Washington wins, they'll go to the States for the first time ever in school history. Spring Mills, it would be the fourth appearance for their program. What are you looking for between both teams tonight? Both very young teams. Yeah, young teams, and I, tr- I tried to crunch the numbers. I tried to look to see what the difference would be for Washington. So I focused first on Rivera. If you go back to January 24th, uh, Spring Mills defeated Washington 60-51. to It was a nine-point deficit. Rivera scored 18. On February 1st, the final score, 41-23. Spring Mills defeated Washington. Rivera scored two. So a difference of nine and 12. Does not seem that significant. Whenever, However, when I looked at assists per game and the assist-to-turnover ratio – Rivera had one point, I'm sorry, point one seven assists per game in the losses. However, she averaged over two assists per game in wins. Assisted turnovers, point seven two in losses, two point six in wins. It seems to me like Rivera, whether or not she's looking to score or not looking to score, doesn't make much of a difference because the, the difference in the final scores do not indicate that. However, in the data, what you find is if Rivera is looking to pass first and turnover less, which would make sense. I mean, it's logical that if the point guard's dishing the ball more effectively, Washington tends to play much, much better. And, Jim, one uh, key bit uh, difference between these two teams when you look at the rosters uh, could be in the post. Carmen Skinner having a, a pretty 
big uh, height advantage down low, and how do you think her impact on the game could play in Washington's favor? Yeah, and I looked, I looked at her statistics. I looked at the way that she scored in wins versus losses, rebounds, all those different things, and it was tough to glean any differential in the data to suggest that Skinner has the ability to take over the team. Conversely, when you look at Spring Mills, Hawkins got into foul trouble very early in the first period. Spring Mills tends to run this almost three-headed beast where they, they, they've got Domer, they've got Maya Griffin. Maya Griffin arguably was the player of the game against Hedgesville. She came in off the bench, replaced Hawkins. Hawkins has much more size. I believe that Hawkins probably has more ability, raw ability on the low post as a sophomore to be able to combat the, the, you know, the experienced Skinner. But the depth of Spring Mills is what's going to make it difficult for Skinner to not be frustrated. They're going to be rotating live, uh, fresh bodies, banging on Skinner. You're, uh, but I agree with you, Nick. I think that's a great point. I think that she does have the ability to make an impact. Looking statistically, I'm just not sure how much. And, and moving over to the other region final, uh, you saw firsthand Hedgesville last week falling to Spring Mills, but Jefferson and Hedgesville, uh, the first meet matchup of the season on January 10th was a 57-28 victory for Jefferson, but the second game, only a nine-point victory for Jefferson, and uh, it's obviously, it seemed like Hedgesville played a lot tougher in that second matchup against Jefferson. Yeah, I think that I think that Hedgesville is really going to have to focus on their big three, you know. And, and Colin, you know, sports doctor, he he very accurately, I think, discussed that in the Spring Mills game. Major is going to have to play, you know, an outstanding game against Jefferson. She scored three against Spring Mills. Um, obviously, Kelly Hours and Zaya Lomax. Lomax, although you know she scored nine, I think that she was very much frustrated against Spring Mills. And those three are going to have to really have dominant games. Keep in mind, they did go on an 11 nothing run against Spring Mills. So Hedgesville has the ability. Their issue is they have to sustain that, that pace, that almost frenetic defense where they're harrying um, Jefferson's offense. And then the, the most difficult part of it is, is to be able to run you know, at that level and that pace for such a long period of time. All right, quickly, uh, we just want to hear your thoughts here about Senate Bill 586. And if you haven't looked, it was passed yesterday through the Senate. It is about um, high school athletes now will be allowed to have one transfer without having to sit out a year. Yeah, it passed in the Senate 31 to 3. Just because it passed in the Senate doesn't mean that it's going to go before the House. The House is going to have to approve getting that on the on the docket. And, and I'm not certain with all of the legislation that's yet to be approved that it will make it. I'm not sure what the actual impact would be or what, you know, student comes before athlete when you identify these players. However, you're, you've got to be naive to think that, you know, um, as Senator Ryan Weld said from Brooke County, that people are making the decision on what school that they want to go to based on math classes. I'm sorry, but no offense. You know, there, there are no STEM-specific schools in the Eastern Panhandle. I can't see a student making the decision. You know, a three-letter-winning uh, uh, athlete making the decision to go to Martinsburg for math classes as opposed to continuing his or her education at another high school. So 
I think that there's probably a little bit of naivete that's being uh, demonstrated in the politics that are involved without saying, you know, what do people really want from this? Ultimately, uh, you know, I, I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I just think that this is almost uh, uh, an, an unimportant piece of legislation uh, other than the fact that you have the opportunity to give the kid a chance to go to a school that they feel like they have the best chance to get the education they deserve. And then quickly, Jim, uh, the rumors about uh, Rick Pitino potentially going to Maryland. What do you yeah, think about and, that? And that's a great question. Ten too. seconds. I think, yeah, it, he's got a shot if they've got the money and he's willing to code for more than a year. All right, Jim, thanks for coming on. We'll see you tonight. Yay. See you guys. All right, that was Jim Klein. He'll be on the call tomorrow. And Colin, apparently you've got something to say. We've got 20 seconds. I just wanted to make sure it was out there. Regional game tonight. Tickets only online. You cannot buy them at the door. There you go. All right, that does it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Thanks to Coach Dave Rogers, Coach Derek Basil, and Jim Klein for coming on for our intern Avery Newport, Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzlini. I'm Spencer Police saying so long. 6.30 pregame, 7 p.m. tip on talk on TV 10 and WRNR TV on YouTube. That does it for this edition.